Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tomorrow through Thursday, three days of fun out at the Colts practice facility. What are they going to look like? Who's going to be there? Who's not going to be there? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about reverse engineering championship teams. Over the last six years, some things have been true with champions. Some things have not been. The last three have shown a trend, but they aren't perfect. And, and so reverse engineering a championship team is kind of a dicey proposition Math and football do not coexist happily, unfortunately for a guy like Frank Reich, who is very into analytics. Uh, Indiana University's basketball schedule is firming up. A lot of things to talk about with IU basketball, including Xavier Booker, uh, yesterday in Vegas, went off and was really, really good at the Pengos camp. He, from Indianapolis Cathedral, has offers just about everywhere. He's the number four ranked guy in the class of 2023, you would think that he would have offers from everywhere. And the Warriors, they evened up the uh, the NBA Finals last night with a dominating performance against the Celtics. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, June 6th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution. That's how it works. Give Johnson's Plumbing a call, 765 765- 610-8809 is the number. Smash that subscribe button, ring the bell, uh, hit like, do all that stuff. Let's talk about sports, shall we, on this beautiful Monday. I guess it's supposed to storm, but it looks gorgeous now. Very nice. Spent the weekend out at the Fish uh, series of concerts. They were wonderful. The people are so nice. <clears throat> Bad reputation for the uh, Fish crowd. Could not be a more welcoming and decent group. Had a great time out there all weekend, camping out and whatnot. And I don't know, every once in a while you got to do silly things. And so we did this past weekend. All right. The Colts minicamp. You start to wonder about Darius Leonard and that ankle. Frank Reich, not optimistic last week in his media appearance, talking about uh, Darius Leonard and how that ankle is responding to treatment. I wouldn't expect to see him do much at minicamp. I would assume he'll be there unless his absence is excused. Kenny Moore is a different issue. Kenny Moore is frustrated with his contract, and I think he's frustrated given that defensive coordinator Gus Bradley is not a nickel-every-down type guy. And Kenny Moore is a slot corner, is a nickel-every-down type player who's going to be paid $6.75 million this coming year and about $7.7 million next year. Is Kenny Moore going to be a big enough part of the defense at the age of 27 and 28 these next two years in order to solidify his status 
at the level where he's going to get paid next time around. This contract, like I said, runs two more years, and he wants to make as much money as he possibly can while the getting is good, and nobody can blame him for that. But if he's not around, here's what the fine schedule is for Kenny Moore. If he misses the first day, it's $14,775. Second day, $29,550, which is double. And then next day, $44,325. So it kind of escalates. It goes boop, boop, boop to a total of $88,650. If the absences continue to training camp, and once you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound, right? 50 grand a day in training camp, and those fines are mandated. You must find those. The mini camp fines, I think you can absolve a player from uh, receiving those mini camp fines. You can't do that with training camp. We'll see just how deep this goes. Do the Colts want to commit more money? Do they want to commit, though? And we talked about it all last week. Does Chris Ballard want to reopen negotiations to a guy with two years left on his deal? He has yet to do that. No Colt has ever held out going into training camp, and I don't recall anybody missing a mini camp healthy. So we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. A little bit of drama there with mini camp, and mini camp, what goes on, no pads, just kind of a continuation of the OTAs, but it's mandatory. That's the difference with a fine schedule imposed, like I said. Let's talk about reverse engineering championships, all right, in terms of whether you need passing yards and passing touchdowns to be able to get there. We talk a lot about what the, the Colts do in terms of their offense, running the football versus passing the football. Frank Reich wants to throw the football about 57% of the time. Last year, they didn't get to that level because Carson Wentz wasn't that good and Jonathan Taylor was absolutely spectacular. So if you've got a spectacular running back and a meh passing game, can you win a championship? Legit question. There are a lot of different ways to skin that cat. No offense to cats, and I am not advocating that they be skinned. It's just a saying. Uh, the Rams last year, all right, Super Bowl champs, they were fifth in, in passing yards number two in passing touchdowns. Rushing yards, they were 25th. So it would stand to reason, as you look at the Rams, you got to be able to throw the football in order to win a championship. The year before that, the Bucks, Second in passing yards, second in passing touchdowns, 28th in rushing yards. Uh-oh, we're sensing a trend. In 2019, the Chiefs, fourth in passing yards, sixth in passing touchdowns, 23rd in rushing yards. My God, we've figured it out. You've got to pass in the top six, and you you can't run beyond uh, 23rd highest in the NFL. The year before that, the Patriots, eighth in passing yards, fifth in rushing yards. Uh-oh. Well, they ran the football more successfully than they threw the football, at least in terms of rankings. So what are we talking about here? How about 2017, the Eagles, right, with Frank Reich? as the offensive coordinator. They were 13th in passing yards. They were third in rushing yards, but they were number one in passing touchdowns. And they had the number one rushing defense. So what are we saying? Right, what do we glean from that? Over the last five champions, 
You've had teams who ran the ball well. You've had teams that threw the ball well. But one of the things you have to be able to do, you have to be able to score touchdowns through the year. How about trading more for a, uh, and thanks for the donation, for a starting wide receiver. If you can find an opposing general manager willing to give up a starting wide receiver for what is the best slot corner in the NFL, you take that deal right away. Because here's the thing with Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore wants to have his deal renegotiated. So you know, as an opposing general manager, as you trade for Kenny Moore, you're going out and getting a guy who is unhappy with his contract. So you are inheriting or you are acquiring the source of an opponent's headache in order to give them a starting level wide receiver who needs to be at least an equivalent level headache. People say Debo Samuel. Nobody. Uh, John Lynch did not just fall off a turnip truck. No offense to turnip trucks. John Lynch is not going to give up Debo Samuel for Kenny Moore. That just isn't going to happen. Kenny Moore is, at least at this point, as you look at Kenny Moore, what he has been, we should say for the Colts, is a scheme-specific defensive back. That's what he is. He has not shown an ability to be kind of that outside corner. Maybe he's going to wind up being that guy. I don't know. Uh, but I, if you can find a GM, maybe the Bears, all right, because you got Matt Eberflus, and he knows how to use Kenny Moore really, really well. Maybe they give up a starting-level wide receiver, but what starting-level wide receivers do the Chicago Bears have? Legit question. Um, let's talk about Indiana basketball, shall we? At, at any rate, to recap the kind of reverse engineering of champions, you do have to throw the football at a high level to win a championship, but being able to run uh, the football at a high level is neither a, uh, a detractor from an opportunity to win nor an enhancer, it would seem. But you got to be able to throw the football. Tom Brady, right? Look at the QBs. Matt Stafford, Tom Brady. Uh, the, Tom Brady, of the last six Super Bowls, he's won three. Um, Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, kind of an anomaly with the Eagles. The Eagles found a way to win because they had a stout defense. Uh, IU's schedule coming along. It's been reported by Jeff Goodman that Indiana has kind of put together a, a four-team sort of, I don't know whether you'd call it a round robin or not, but that's the way it's going to kind of work with Miami of Ohio on November 20th, Arkansas Little Rock on the 23rd, and Jackson State on the 25th. One of these games might be played at Cambridge Fieldhouse, which would be nice. We like it when Indiana, Indiana comes to Indy. Right. They will also play Arizona in Vegas on December 10th. They will be at Kansas on December 17th, and they'll play against Kennesaw State two days before Christmas at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. They will also play in the Big Ten ACC Challenge and the Gavit Games, which pits a Big Ten team against a Big East team. So nice enhancing that schedule bit by bit which is a good thing. Mike Woodson said need to play a better schedule in the offseason or in the uh, preseason before the Big Ten play really gets going. He's exactly right. You do have to be able to do that. You, you have to, you know, and he wants to get together with Louisville. He wants to get together with Kentucky and play home and home, which is what it should be. It should be not at a neutral site. 
play road games. Get on the road, Calipari. What the hell's the matter with you? Have some fun. Put your guys in a hostile environment. What's the matter? What are you scared of? Scared to come back to Bloomington, are you? Of course you are. Um, all IU Athletics, this came out on Peaks yesterday, kind of interesting. They're going to have personalized, uh, they call them locker rooms. All right, each athlete, you're going to have an opportunity to buy swag featuring the image of each athlete at Indiana University. This uh, goes toward NIL. Is NIL a force for good in college athletics? I, I don't know that it's a force for good. I don't know that it's going to in any way enhance the educational experience of any student athlete. It is going to put money in their pockets. Ryan Day last week said it's going to cost about $13 million from boosters in order to be able to keep the roster at Ohio State as it sits today. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? With an approximate $70 million plus dollars coming to each Big Ten university just for being in the Big Ten via the media deals negotiated by the conference that are going to be enacted soon, you know what? That's a lot of money. And not to pay any of the people playing. Does it open the door for professionalism at the college level? Absolutely it does, but why shouldn't it? Why shouldn't these people get paid for what they do? Why shouldn't they be seen as employees? Does that open up kind of the employee box? Yes, it does. And that is ultimately a good thing, too, because that is what they do. There's no real difference except the amount of money generated. You, you got students at Indiana who have jobs on campus. I worked in the Briscoe cafeteria. I got paid for that. They didn't just offset, they didn't take the money and offset my tuition. They paid. I got cash. Sure, I spent it on beer and stupid stuff, but that was my right as a student at Indiana University. I generated value for the university. The university paid me in cash, which I could do whatever I wanted with. That should happen for the student athletes at Indiana as well. They put in a lot of work toward, uh, you know, generate the basketball players and the football players toward generating a lot of revenue for Indiana University, a lot of cash. And to deny that is just crazy. It is beautiful. Weather's gorgeous here. Let's not talk about NIL. NIL gets people all upset, and I don't understand why. Paying these kids, get, somebody's got to make the money, right? And the tuition, having that be offset, uh, what's that cost to the university? What's the university's true cost? It's a desk, frankly. If you had 29 people in a history class and you added a 30th, which would be a student athlete, all you got to do is add a desk. You already employ the professor. You have the uh, uh, classroom. And don't talk to me about training because training and the training facilities benefit the university disproportionately to the way they benefit the student. Please. Um, last night, the Warriors, they got even with the Celtics. It's 1-1. The Celtics played terribly. Celtics had three starters combining for six points. They scored two each. Williams, Horford, my goodness, what are you guys doing? Uh, Smart, each with two points last night. Got to get back on the stick. Got to win the two in Boston 
or you go back to Golden State, tied it to if you split in Boston. Fascinating as always. Let's uh, let's celebrate some birthdays on what is at least currently a very very lovely Monday. And what a weekend out at Deer Creek for fish. That was fantastic. Grew off uh, mortgage. It's just beautiful, and fish was awesome. Uh, Adam Cowgill, happy birthday. Wade Warfel, happy birthday. Kelly Dingman, happy birthday. The great Bob May, happy birthday. And Steve Wright, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Be good to each other like the people out at the fish shows all weekend were. It, that is the happiest place in the world with people who are just welcoming and generous and decent and it was really fun to be out there and among that group of people you really realize it's not all about greed in this society there's some people out there who just want to hang and want to have a great time and this was it i had a great time this afternoon inside indiana sports and out pacers by the way with a pre-draft workout 11 o'clock we'll be there of course talk about it anatomy of an ad Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.